Turner, I know right before we came on, you were just saying that, you know, where the fuck is Big Dog? How the fuck could he have not come on this show? And, and uh, you know, I know you're talking shit. You said you weren't going to say it on air, but I, I, I have to oust you Big for Dog, listen. If you're out there listening at your, your, your grand ranch in Blanco that you own, 5,000 acres, cattle, these people don't know. Big fucking ranch in Blanco. I would never say that about you. That's what you wanted to say. Never, ever. But I do miss having Big Dog here. We got to... It's been, it's been two weeks. We got to get him. We got to get back in there. I know he's busy out there making fucking money. That's he's not he making money. He's out there like sitting around doing fuck off, like just sitting there like chilling, please. <laughs> hey, dad just sits around and makes money. All right. That's what he does. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's what he claims he does. But he's really sitting there on fucking eBay the he, whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just got back from that big ski trip in Aspen. Private jet, yeah. and his little puff daddy jacket that he was wearing, the little marshmallow jacket. I will and say he, he was skiing. He was yeah. hitting the slopes, as he said. I will say, if you like were at our house like on a daily basis and you saw the amount of fucking packages that come through there, I mean it is like four fucking Amazon no, packages. Yeah. Amazon a fucking day. Well, when we watch football on Sunday, Amazon shows up to your house like at least three or four times a day. And I was always thinking it was probably your mom ordering stuff. And then I just obviously realized <laughs> that your dad just sits on eBay all day. <laughs> he does do that. Big Dog does like eBay. He likes a good deal. <laughs> and they do. Uh, they, there's a lot of deliveries coming from Amazon. Well, it's eBay. eBay, Amazon. He likes Amazon because he can buy something and return it like after 30 days. Yeah, and he, and he likes, you know, having only the finest technology in his golf bag. He'll find, oh, yeah. He'll find uh, illegal clubs, not illegal clubs. <laughs> He's got the little. He's got uh, the Moonwoods. He's got the Moonwoods, which are legal clubs, by the way. Yes. He's got the little uh, putter uh, that's got the bubble on it, so you put it on there, and it tells you like where the slope is leaning. That is, yeah. That he was is complaining perfect... about where he's like, "Where's my, where's my slope reader?" The other day we were playing out there, but uh, yeah, we're here. Episode, I think this is number eighteen. We've been doing this for four months Dang. now. I know. I think we're over uh, 1.5k subscribers. Maybe when we get to 2k, when we get to 2k, we'll give away another jersey. I still got to get Mike Kratos's jersey. I got Owen got his, but um, yeah, let's talk about yesterday. I mean, we we, we watched. We uh, gave fucking Owen a jersey. No, no, not Owen. Different Owen. Owen oh. Vic. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a he goes to Smithson Valley. So, oh, got it, yeah. got it, got it. Got uh, it. it. We would never have given Owen a jersey. <laughs> um, but not uh, the other Owen. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Lions. I mean, what must it feel like to be a fucking Lions fan, dude? Just every year, man, it felt like finally something was going to go there where you get your heart ripped out. That was a brutal thing to watch yesterday. Yeah. Um, I guess it's probably a relief for them that they actually get to be sad in the playoffs because they're just never there. Right. So it's like it, after getting over the initial just disappointment. But the problem is when you lead a game by 17 points, I mean, that's the real heartbreaking part. If they go there and they just lose the game, you know, say they lose the game by three or by 10 or whatever it is, but to, to be up 17 and lose, and I know um, everybody's been on the attack of Dan Campbell, my guy, you're Godzilla balls. You're going to go after him. I am. The only problem I have with him in that game, looking back on all of it, because it, he, we, he even – you know, right before halftime when we were like, is he crazy enough to go for this? I thought there was a 50-50 shot, but and he, you could tell the hamster wheel in his head was going. He's like, oh, we got to go. We got to get this. Is who we are. This is our identity. And then he just realized, okay, we got to kick it. We got to go up three scores. I'm like, okay, he made the right decision there. I know everybody wanted them on like the fourth and three to kick the field goal to tie the game. 
I get that. Um, I it's been their identity all year to go for it on fourth down. That's what he does. I hate that. I know argument. you hate it. I hate that argument. Well, yeah. Well, I I hate. I get what you're saying because I've told you too. Like analytics and stuff only go to a certain point in so a game. To one game sample. Yes, exactly. To go to the so, Super Bowl. So go to the Super Bowl. But when you've lost, the only reason I don't like just kill him for it is because say they were the team, in my opinion, that was behind and is coming all the way back, and that's to tie the game. Right. I think you tie the game there. But being a seven-point road underdog, a team that's gone for it all throughout the year, and you blow the lead and your guys are shell-shocked, you kick a field goal, there's still. There's a, I would still say there's an eighty percent chance you're going to lose the game. I agree Defense with you. Defense was getting absolutely yep. diced up in the second half. He thought, "Look, we need to get this first down. We need to go go up four. But the big thing, and I know you're going to touch on this, the big thing where I'm just like, you can't do that. You can't run the ball on third down. That that's one of the dumbest things. Yeah. That's honestly that was the biggest dumb decision in the game. Like you can't do that. Well, you've got to you got to throw it. And then if you want to run it on fourth down, right, obviously he's going to go for it on fourth down. That's what Dan Campbell does. If you want to run it on fourth, by all means do it. But literally, if you throw an incomplete pass there and run it in, then you kick the ball deep. You have all three timeouts left and a legitimate chance to win the game. So I just think that was the biggest. That one was the biggest one for you. Fuck fuck up in my mind. But, you know, Ben Johnson's calling the place, but he had to okay that run. So it's not like... Ben Johnson had just – Dan Campbell had to okay that run, and that was a real, real bad decision on their part. You can't – there's zero point of running that no, ball on third down. No, I, I mean, I'm going to come back to that because, to me, that wasn't the biggest one, although it was really, really big. It was it was huge. Uh, I, I somewhat agree with what you're saying on the first one. Like, uh, I'm sorry, on the second one, where they're down three. The only reason – I don't hate that one. Like, if that was the only one – It wasn't went, a chip shot field goal no. either. But it was like over. I mean, I you would agree, expect them to make but it. Badgley but Badgley has actually been okay. Like people were like, like talking about like, well, they don't trust Michael Badgley. Well, then why is he still a fucking kicker there? Because Dan Campbell could have cut him a long time ago, and he's kept this dude. So, you know, in my opinion, that the biggest fuck up to me was the first one, and I'll come back to that. The second one, I agree. The second one, like to me, you know, the only reason I would have kicked it, and I would have kicked it. Is just you hadn't scored, like you hadn't scored. You had no. What did, what did San Francisco put up? Twenty seven unanswered. You never stemmed the bleeding, and it wasn't like their offense at that point was humming. Like they were making mistakes left and right. To me, you kick the field goal, you tie the game, you put the pressure then on Brock Purdy. It's a whole different drive when you're tied versus up three there. Like completely different drive in the NFC Championship game to go to a Super Bowl when you're up three versus tied. Like complete different level of pressure, complete different situation. Uh, you know, they're not the, – the defense can play it a little bit differently because the offense is a bit more conservative. If you're t- if you're um, tied, you don't want to fuck up as much, um, get a little tight. But to me, the worst decision of the game – and I do want to talk about the fourth down call, but the worst decision of the game for me was the first fourth down that he went for. Okay? At I'm that, looking at it now, too. At that point, yeah. there were seven minutes to go in the third quarter. And I remember thinking this. We were going to get pizza at this time, which, by the way, fucking fucked up our order. We ordered a – pepperoni large pepperoni pretty fucking simple and uh gave us a fucking pineapple pizza and we didn't notice until we got home we had to fucking drive all it and then i called fucking devastating should news. i mention the name or should i not no because he kind of cleaned it up when he, he got back in there all and right, he I just told you to take the pizza I so won't mention whatever. It, but when i called back he's like 
just bring it in and uh, just bring back the pizza and we'll get you a new one. I'm like, you want me to fucking bring the pizza back? Are you fucking kidding me? We can't keep the pizza. Not that I like pineapple pizza. I wouldn't eat pineapple pizza if you fucking pay me a million dollars. But why the fuck? Why the fuck would I have to bring back the pizza? Then I walk in with the pizza. He doesn't even ask me to see it. He's like, oh, just keep the pizza. <laughs> and uh, here's another one. Do you need anything else? Here's some fucking red pepper and Parmesan. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is this guy smoking? I thought he was high, but that's another point. Um, <laughs> anyway, when we came back in, at that point, the Niners, when we, when we first went to get the pineapple pizza, the Niners were, were down 17. They drive down. They get a field goal, right? It looked like they might score a touchdown. They had that crazy Juwan Jennings one-hand catch. Whatever, right? They get a field goal. Not what you needed. You needed a touchdown there to get back in the game. On the ensuing drive, this is when this happens, right? We come back in. They're already, remember we walked in, we're like, oh my God, they're already at the fucking like 40-yard line of San Francisco. Like we, we turned it off for 30 seconds. How the fuck did they get down there? It just felt like, and I'm not even on the team. I'm, I just had a rooting interest because I bet on the Niners to win the game in a teaser. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking over. We can't get a stop. So to me, it just felt like, okay, there's seven minutes to go in the third. There's 20, you're 22 minutes away from a Super Bowl. Right? It was a 45-yard kick, and they talked about this. I listened to somebody who posted the numbers. There was a 75% chance uh, that they make that field goal. It was 45 yards. There was a 59% chance that they get the first down on fourth and two. That was the difference. Well, if you, you, know, if you get the first down, there's no guarantee that you score a touchdown anyway. You might kick a field goal anyway. So, like, to me, it just the risk versus reward was stupid, not to mention it, you know, analytics, all that, whatever. Might have said go for it you doesn't take into account momentum. I mean, that gave the Niners life. Oh, uh, so, yeah, I'm sure it, the analytics said go for it, but I'm 100% with you because I remember that one now. I forgot there was the first one. That one when cost over. them the game. That was, yeah, because Flip the, you, whole the game. Niners go down and score a field goal, right? Who cares? You come down, you take, you know, there's eight minutes of the quarter gone. You come down and match them with the field goal, and you're still up three scores. You're in the driver's seat. Like you said, I remember when they went for it, and I was like, Man, I would not do this. I said, I, I know the analytics say it, but you got to just go back up three scores. And you, rooting for the Niners, was like, no, this is actually the best-case scenario because yeah. if they don't get it, we have all the momentum. And I, I was like, it, yeah, yeah. yeah de definitely, definitely true. I, Like I said, I mean, that one, I get that it's fourth and two, and that's what they've done all year, but that's where I go back to. You can't coach, you know, an NFC championship game purely off the analytics. You, you could do that through, yes. through a 17-game season and say, hey, this is how we're going to play it. But when you can go back up three scores, especially against a team in the Niners who Moody struggled. So, you know, you go back up three scores. Next thing you know, maybe the Niners cut it to three. But we always talk about this. Then they get the ball back. So the Niners get it back with three minutes left. Shanahan's notorious for playing for a field goal to tie the game yeah. with a better team. Then you leave it on Moody to send it OT. Yep. He might pull a bass and, you know. Yep. Slice it right. I just thought it. it was really so. Really yeah, stupid. I definitely think they should have gone up three scores. Hundred percent agree with you. The other one, I don't find near as bad on fourth and three, just because you've lost all the momentum. I know you would have kicked it too, but you've lost I don't all hate the momentum that one as much. But uh, yeah, running the, the big one to me was still is like I just we were talking about it. Like, well, you can't run here on third down, and I guess they were trying to catch him off guard because even the that was that's what they were it, doing. They had a light package, and there's three receivers in the game, and I was like the hell are they doing i was like okay they're just they gonna they're them. gonna throw a quick yeah and the niners just i mean obviously stuffed it and that was the game but that that is just it's a cardinal sin you can't do that then you spend your time out you go from probably scoring even if you throw it in two downs or you throw it then run it you're more than likely gonna score you have all three timeouts left 
you kick the ball deep, one stop, down three points, you know, and you have you're gonna get it back with like a minute thirty left, and they run it, they burn the timeout, and then the game's over. You you have to get an or you have to get an onside kick, or the and, game's over. And Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, and I was tweeting at him last night. I think I sent seven tweets out when they were losing, but. He's the worst fucking defensive coordinator. Like, he is a fucking absolute bum, dude. This is a guy who got fired after one season in Arizona because he was such a loser. Horrific defensive coordinator. Kyle Shanahan literally had to change. This is a true story. During the, In the beginning of the season when the Niners' defense was struggling in that three-game stretch, he changed his whole schedule so that he could be in every defensive meeting because he doesn't trust the guy. I don't even know if he'll be there next year, even if they win a Super Bowl. The defense has dropped off tremendously. I mean, I've it's nothing like a Niners' defense that you'd expect. Maybe early in the year when they still had a little bit of the D'Amico Ryan's identity, but as the year has gone on, they've gotten worse, which is the opposite of what he so was. So this guy coach. just stepped in as soon as D'Amico left. Yes, and this pro- is a guy. Promoted this him. is a guy. Well, he no, he was um he was actually the interim at Carolina when they That's fired right. Rule, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. been all over, dude. He was in college everywhere. I mean, he's never been very good. It, it was a bad, bad hire. I don't know what Shanahan was thinking there. Um, the run, I agree. You know, they they. Obviously, Ben Johnson is just, to me, he's not coaching based on the scoreboard, and that's the problem with that spot. He's thinking, okay, they are never thinking we're running here. This might be our best chance to score. It doesn't matter. Number one, you've had plenty of success running the ball when they know you're running the ball anyway. So if it gets into a fourth and one, it's okay. Because at that point, you you can run the ball because they're it's over if you don't get it, and if you score, the clock's not going to stop anyway. So, to me, it just didn't make a lot of sense the way the game had played out. You've been running the ball pretty well with with either of the guys, really, Gibbs or Montgomery. I would have gone with Montgomery because Gibbs has had a, had a couple TFLs against him. But that was horrific because, yeah, you put all the pressure then on Brock Purdy and that offense to get a first down. Would San Francisco have gotten a first down? Probably anyway. I think they probably would have. They, McCaffrey was starting to get going. But the whole here's the other thing. McCaffrey didn't even come in on that last drive. Uh, which, by the way, how about Shanahan not taking a knee at the end of the game there? I mean, what a fucking idiot. He's the worst clock manager. manager but Yeah, I mean, people always argue, well, it wouldn't have been quite over. But look, a run takes, uh, say you run the ball up the middle, it takes four seconds. You can easily back a quarterback up yeah. and have him take a knee and have it take, I don't know, maybe a second, maybe, let's call it a second less. It's way safer. <laughs> yeah. Just take a snap and back up and... And, and take a knee. I, I think well, some of these guys are crazy enough to like, I've heard from some people that like, and I don't think obviously in this situation he was thinking about it, but there are some like offensive, like savants kind of like him that like, don't like getting yards taken off the, like who cares, dude? It's like yeah. in, in, in this situation, I'm not saying that was, that was the case. I think it was just the 14 second difference or whatever. And he was like, okay, I'm just going to run it, run it. And then, you know, whatever. But, yeah, but, but I, after seeing Cristobal do that at fucking Miami this year, I mean, just back up with your fucking quarterback and take a knee. I mean, that one was a different story because he legitimately could have run the clock out. Yeah. It was like there was yeah. a chance, that you know, true, maybe. Yeah. But here's the thing about it is it's the, it's the lack of coaching points that I didn't understand. Like, you have Jordan Mason, your backup running back in the game already, who's not used to touching the ball a lot. He got the the first first and second down carry. And on first down, he was driving his legs trying to get extra yards. How is that not a coaching point? Like, how do I, how do I, as the offensive coordinator, the head coach, not go to him and say, hey, look, you get hit, you fall down immediately. You put both hands on the ball. I mean, they were stripping at that thing. He didn't fumble it, obviously, but they sure made it interesting at the end there. I want to say one last thing. 
I, I just hate, and I know Dan Campbell's going to get a ton of heat, and he's getting a ton of heat today, and a lot of people finally are bashing him. But it's funny to me how he did the same thing in the Cowboys game, right? He has done this. He's exploded on himself multiple times. He's made a lot of coaching blunders. We always give him the benefit of the doubt because they win games like, oh, he's aggressive, whereas, you know, uh, Brandon Staley is an idiot. Well, they do the same exact thing. My issue is the lack of adaptation. As someone who coached, right, your entire existence relies on the ability to adapt and adjust. If you don't adapt and adjust and you just say, we do what we do, think back to fucking NBA uh, Mike D'Antoni's sons when they're playing the Spurs and Tony, we just do what we do, guys. We're going to win. Really? Nothing about the dunk and pick and roll and, you know, all that. No game plan. We're just going to do what we do. That doesn't work unless you're the best team. You have to be the best team in the league, have the best players, and still have everything go right for you to win the game. I don't understand. If I'm coaching a team and I'm a pressing team and we're up 20 and they break my press five times in a row, I'm not going to, in the timeout, be like, well, guys, you know, we just, we're going to do what we do. We're going to keep pressing. It's going to be like, no, they're on a run. We got to adjust. We got to switch defenses. We got to try something different. I'm not going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. That was my issue with Dan Campbell. He seems to refuse to adjust and adapt. Will he going forward? I don't know. Maybe he learns from this because he did two times, like you said, before the end of the first half, he kicked the field goal. He did it against Tampa Bay uh, early in that game. It was a fourth and goal from the three. He kicked the field goal when he kind of felt that Jared Goff was, was getting tight. And I thought the same thing. I was like, here's the evolution of Dan Campbell. Maybe he's getting a little bit better. Nope. Went right back to his old ways. That, that it yeah, cost my, the game. My take on it is I, I think football can be a little bit different in basketball in the sense that and I don't, I agree with you in the sense that you have to adapt and do different things. But he gets so caught up, and that's what cost him. It's it, it, he thinks of it more as not the analytics and stuff like that, because you can just tell the way he coaches and the guys respect him that he feels like in certain situations, if he does take the points, just because the way he's been, and it shouldn't be this way, but if he does take the points, the guys are like, okay, well, why are we, you know? It's why are all we, of a sudden. It's, why are we doing this all of a sudden? We know he's had faith in us all year on fourth down, and now we're taking the points, and it, it's it's weird, but some guys really can't. It's like you almost just have to stick to your guns. But listen. Not I, on the first one. I, I, I just no, don't buy that no, no, on the no, first no, 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 one. No, the first one I'm with you because you've got to say, hey, guys, look, you call the guys over and look. They got a field goal. We just came down on the drive. We're going to match him with a field goal. We're up 17 point bo- points, boys. Defense playing well. Just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't take any explaining, but it's just certain things where, you know, it, like the Cowboys one was absolutely ridiculous, of course. It's like, why would he go for it from the eight-yard line? He's just like, I told the guys you are yeah. going to. And obviously there was – here's the thing I will say. I personally believe that if in in this game, if, like, say they were playing the Cowboys and that was the situation in the NFC Championship game, he would have rolled the – I think he would have kicked that extra point in that situation. In that – in an NFC Championship game. I think the Cowboys game meant maybe a little bit less. I, I can't remember. Did. I can't remember what we said. I couldn't remember what was on the line. It mattered for it seeding kinda, a little bit. Mattered. It was like if they he, won and, like, the Eagles lost the last week, then they could still get exactly. the number two seed. So the whole, the whole thing with that is a simple fact is we're much better off going from two, even from the eight-yard line, than playing another 10 minutes of football and getting beaten up over seeding. That's the only that's, argument. Well, that, that is the argument. I think but that's, that's not why he did it. it. I don't think that's why he did it. I think he just thought, I want to win the game. 
I think he's simple-minded like yeah, that. Yes and no. I think I don't think that I don't think he's the kind of guy that's ever going to go to a press conference and be like, "Hey, look, we didn't want to play ten more minutes of football." He would never say that. I know that, but I also think that he's authentic. I don't think he. I don't think he's going to go in there and lie. Like to me, he's like, to me, uh, you just look at that. It's like you're on the eight-yard line. Like, kick the extra point. That to me, if I'm on, I tell you, if I'm on the team right there and I'm on that. I'm on that team. I'm like, why are we going for this? Like, that is a question to me. And here's the last thing, and I do want to move on to the other game. But if I'm, if I'm the players, I could argue, like you said, you said, you know, it, it would freak the players out if they stopped going for it all the time. I know, it would freak I, know them out, I know, but, but I, I, I like the point. My, my problem with it is this. Two times in the last two games, he has done that. On the three-yard line against Tampa Bay, they kicked the field goal. And, and before the half, they kicked the field goal. And it's like... That's well, the same type of deal. Like, if you if he had done it every time, if, like, no matter what, any circumstance, any game, I go for it, honestly, I have less of a problem with it because then it really is just like, all right, well, we're doing it, this, and if we do, we're going to lose going down with the fire like this, but that's not what happened. He did feel out the game at other points, which means that he didn't feel it out correctly in this time. Yeah, I mean, that's I, my I problem. Would, I, would, I would agree with that. I think that the one in the Niners game to go up, three scores at halftime was an absolute no-brainer, even for a guy that's super aggressive. The one in the Bucks game, I didn't, I don't remember seeing that drive where they kicked the field goal. I don't think I was watching at that point. The first, but the way you explained that, I'll, I would have to go see where they were. Because I think, the you, second, said the, I think no, you said the three-yard line. but It was the three-yard line. I watched the game. I had the line. Okay. And I remember because it, so it was second drive of the game. It was 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why he would. It, like, it was 0-0. Zero, zero. It was off of an interception from Baker Mayfield, and, and Jared Goff looked real tight. Like, they had been on the three-yard line for all three plays, and he decided to kick a field goal right there. And nobody yeah. t- nobody will talk about that, but that legitimately is what happened that, in that. But um, let, we, can, we can move on to this other game because I do want to talk about Chiefs-Ravens, too. Real quick, before I do, I didn't think Goff was very good in that game. Uh, we we no, he missed a lot of throws. He looked like a he looked like noodle arm Jared again. Uh, the the fucking flea flicker dude. That was like twenty yards short. Um, just thought he was really bad. They they I don't know if this Lions team can can go further than this with Jared Goff. Like this might have been their best opportunity. The Niners really gave him an opening here, you know. And if they go to the champ the Super Bowl, I don't believe that they win. But I do believe if there's any year that they could have won, it would have been this year because the Chiefs are vulnerable. As good as they are, have looked in the last couple games, they're a vulnerable team. They have not been dominant all year. And you get in a one-game sample with a team that that believes, all of a sudden you never know. Um, Yep. But let's talk about Chiefs-Ravens for a second. I mean, this is the same old story, right? It's it's the same old Lions. It's the same old Lamar Jackson. I mean, dude, you just – some of the decisions – yeah, it were horrible. And it's funny because, like, you look at his final, you know, people that are, like, that love Lamar Jackson will be like, well, he was 272 for a touchdown and a pick, no. but his QBR was 42. Horrible. I'm looking at it now. Horrible. And, yeah, he was just not very – it was, yeah, same old playoff Lamar. I mean, I you know, I you called to it. beat a dead horse, but, you know, I was telling people all week that I was like, man, you know, I'm retired, don't gamble anymore, but if you're getting four to four and a half points with Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson in the playoffs – I don't know how you're taking Lamar Jackson. I do gamble, I mean, I, and I bet on the Chiefs in multiple ways. I go, you know, the the Ravens, obviously, I tested on paper. They're better, but I even told you this yesterday. I yeah. think to eye test and what happens in the regular season, you can almost throw out with the Chiefs. They go to the AFC Championship every game, every year, and they go to the Super Bowl every other year, and it's just like or four out of six or whatever it is, and it's just I think it's four they've almost – 
they they've almost turned into the Patriots in the in the the sense that obviously you're not giving him the you know Brady accolades yeah. or anything like that, but it, they've almost turned. You almost give them that respect that it's like it doesn't matter what they do in the regular season. It makes no difference how they look when they go in the playoffs. Travis Kelsey starts playing three times as hard. Yeah, Pat makes plays, and it, it shouldn't be that surprising because this is the best defense they've ever had. So yeah, well, I think the reason that people weren't believers on the Chiefs, and, and I was one of them. I will say you convinced me in this matchup, and I've been adamant on this all year. I don't believe in Lamar Jackson at all in the playoffs. I don't. I think I said it during the game yesterday. I think you have to be able to throw the ball well, accurately, on time in the playoffs. JB said it when he was on the show a couple weeks ago, and it's true, and he can't do that, and he never has been able to, to do that, and he never will be able to do that. That's not the type of quarterback he is. I thought the game plan for Baltimore was horrific. I mean, you drop back and have Lamar Jackson throw the ball. What I mean, what? how many times did he throw it? 30-plus 30, 30 at least, right? Uh, I mean, how many times, too, did he drop back to, to throw and scramble as well? So it's just – I don't understand. No, it's bizarre. You're actually, I'm looking at the box score here. The Ravens rushed the ball the entire game 16 times. Hey, threw it 37. And eight of those were Lamar Jackson right. runs. Right. So we so have Gus Edwards got three carries. Zane Flowers got two. Dude. And Justice Hill got three. So you have five, you have six carries from running backs the entire game. How on earth is Todd Munkin going into a, into a game plan looking like, yeah, let's go ahead and throw the ball with Lamar Jackson? What was it? So if you if you count the eight the eight carries from Lamar, I don't think, but maybe one was designed. So they dropped him back what 44, 45 times to throw. Are you fucking kidding me? And it's like they it wasn't like a situation where they're down you know three four scores and they're having to throw. They were down ten at most the whole game, and it felt like you said this during the game we were watching it. You said it feels like Lamar is trying to get it all back with one play. Like he just panicked and felt like oh my god we're losing in the championship game. We're gonna lose this game. And that's what happened. Now, were there a couple plays that went the Chiefs' way? Absolutely. It is surprising that the Chiefs won this game not scoring a single point in the second half. That does surprise me. If you told me the Chiefs weren't going to score in the second half, I would have told you the Ravens are going to win the game. Well, but, uh, yeah. And I, I, do think... under, I know, I know. They, they, they did play the game the way it should be played because they didn't think that the Ravens could score. But the, way I, the only thing that I would argue on the other side, and I'll let you rebut, but it's like, okay, if Zay Flowers scores there, it's a completely different game. So, like, you know, I, and and I get it. Like, they, but that's to open the fourth. There was like fourteen thirty. I agree. Left when he fumbled, so like if you if you score there, if you look at the Chiefs' drives, I'm looking at the game cast. Like when they didn't score, there was two drives. They took five minutes off the clock right. and punted the ball one time. They pinned them on the one yard line. I mean, like in the second half when you're up ten in the playoffs, that's a successful drive. That's what people. There's a there's a guy I follow. He's a big diehard Ravens guy, and he has a Ravens podcast. And he was like, "Yeah, we shut them out in the second half." I was like, "You did, but it was <laughs> they weren't running their normal offense." Yeah, they were. They did have three. They did have three three and outs in the second half. Three of their five drives went three and out in the second. No, half. No, no, no. Credit to, and listen. Credit to Baltimore's defense for shutting him down. They did a good job. I'm just saying, not taking any credit away from them. The play calling. Look, when Pacheco runs the ball 24 times. That's by the, I mean, you know, 100%. that's by design. I mean, They're just trying but, to but hold on to the ball, let Pat have a 10-point lead, and they say, listen, if you cut it to three, if you do cut it three, then which, we're gonna they, open it which up. they should have, Zay Flowers should have scored, yeah. then they can open it up. I think the Ravens did a good job on defense, but the, you know, the narrative that, you know, they just absolutely shut down the Chiefs in the second half, I don't necessarily like. But you do make a good point. The Chiefs typically do, they... Lately, they have been slowing down in the second half. Yeah. So I don't know if that's 
them just trying to manage the game and get over the line or them, you know, teams making adjustments on them and them not really changing because they don't look near as good in the second half. But uh, defense is playing fucking great. So No, they are. And their second half defense is what's been elite. Like, yeah. I mean, they were good the whole game against the Ravens. You look at it, the only time the Ravens scored an offensive touchdown – the play, it should have been a sack. Lamar got out of a sack. It was a scramble drill play, and Zay just like Zay Flowers just broke away from the corner, and they scored. That was the only play. Now, you could balance that out with the fact that the, the second one should have been a touchdown, and they knocked it out at the one. So they scored about one legitimate touchdown to me in the game. Um, but yeah, I will say, I do think it's by design. Uh, I think that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes realized at one point, maybe like, maybe after that Raiders loss, like, okay, we cannot just chunk the ball downfield. We don't have the receivers to do it. We're not going to be able to push the ball downfield like we used to. How about we take advantage of Mahomes' track record of, like, they're going to they're gonna see a lot of too high shell. They're going to see a lot of, you know, underneath things open up. Well, let's take that. Let's just embrace that. And if you look at it, Mahomes in the playoffs hasn't had a game where he's thrown over 260 yards. Uh, hasn't had a game with more. He has four total touchdowns in three games. But his QBR... 88.4, 91.2, 91.1 in the three games. So it's like he's doing what he needs to, and it's weird to see him in this spot. But like you said, when they need to make plays, they step up. It, Kelsey was incredible yesterday. He yeah. was the MVP of the game. Mahomes made some big-time plays, didn't use his legs as much, to my dismay, having a over 27.5 rushing yards from Mahomes. Fucking run the fucking ball. But, yes, I, I think that they – I do think that – Throw out the regular season now. I didn't believe it before. I kind of do now. I kind of think it's like they're they're like the old Patriots a little bit. You know, Mahomes. They've kind of turned into um, the this team. You know, the defense is a little bit better, but they've turned into the Packers almost of like two three years ago, where Rodgers, you know, he can do whatever he needs to do, but they just realize, hey, look, this team. You know, we don't have a lot of big play receivers, you know. Yeah. And Mahomes obviously yeah. has Kelsey, which helps a lot. And Rodgers never had that. But it's like, we're going to run the ball. We're going to, you know, when Rodgers needs to make plays with his feet, he does. The one thing I will touch on the Ravens real quick is all year they've wanted to turn Lamar into more of a thrower and not a runner, which in the regular season, you're trying to keep the guy healthy. He's probably going to win MVP, right? Whatever. Good season. In the playoffs, it should be nothing but... QB, reads, options, he should be running the ball 20 times in the game, and yep. that's how you're going to win when, as the Ravens. And if they you're don't not learn win from that. throwing the ball 37 times. Right. And you have to, and it, it goes back to, like, there's regular season football, there's playoff football. You do not keep the same game plan Absolutely. in the playoffs. And it's well, that's just, my argument against Campbell. Run, like, it, right? 20, run it 20 times. No, and that's I the same type of deal. I, like, I, I you can't just go for it but, whenever you feel like yeah. it just because in the playoffs. It's the same argument to me. It's, yeah, well, one's one's more of a philosophy and one's X's and O's, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's like, for me, on the offensive side, Munkin's got to, like, look, your best weapon is Lamar Jackson running the ball. It's very simple. He ran the ball eight times. Design runs, maybe three of those yeah. were design runs. Maybe. Maybe. And that's, yeah, maybe not. I think most of them were I can't remember. Off. I, that's what I'm saying. I was just guessing three of them were designed. I don't know how many I were. I think they ran one quarterback kind of power draw, if I remember correctly, but I don't remember It was remember on that them. fourth and one. That was yeah, the only that design, was the run, only that design run I can think of. Maybe there was more, but I don't know I can think it, of. It's just bizarre to me. It's like, that's your best weapon, and I get that in the regular season, you want to steer away from that because you don't want to get them hurt. In the playoffs, 
Run him 25 times. You're trying to win a freaking Super Bowl. Like, I mean, that's that's why you pay him the big bucks. So yeah. if they don't if the Ravens don't learn from this to me, I will never feel sorry for them because you just have to at this point. Right. Lamar is now what he was. I think he's two and four in the playoffs now, which is the same record as Dak Prescott going into this season. I think Dak's now two and five. So it's like, okay, if you don't look at this and be like, wow, we really fucked this up trying to make him a pocket pass for this year. Like that was the whole identity of the season, right? You, like you said, let's make him throw the ball. We're going to limit his runs. We're going to keep him healthy. Uh, and, and really, to be honest, this is a guy who, you know, everybody freaks out over one fucking game, one game, the 49ers game. You said it yesterday, if they don't win that 49ers game, the way they do that line yesterday versus the chiefs is completely different. Uh, like they are just does, same thing with the 49ers losing the game. Like yeah. the line is short. That's, that's what it is. That one game changed a lot in people's minds going into that game. People thought San Francisco was the best team. Baltimore was just, you know, solid opposite coming out. The truth of the matter is you Lamar underperformed most of the season, right? Like he, his touchdown over under of, I would know was 24 and a half. He went under the total and that included a five touchdown game, the final game of the regular season. Like he was not very good for most of the year. He, he had some very like good performances, but that in general, he wasn't like elite. His numbers weren't great. They Nowhere won a lot of games. old like MVP season. Right. right? And so, it's yeah. just, it's the worst stats of an MVP that we've ever seen. And he's going to win it because it's the regular season and people just freaked out over those games and they voted based Too on that. Too bad Tyreek couldn't have stayed like healthy and played because if he would have broken the record, I think this would have been the year they actually would have given it to him because no one else blew yep. anything out of the water. Yep. And you have Josh Allen, he's throwing a million picks and Prescott who shit on himself in the playoffs. So God. I know they're not supposed to take that into account, but they always well, he, he shit so. on himself in that Bills game. That's what, that's what killed him when he threw for like 80 yards and two picks. Yeah. And they lost I like, just, I mean, you know, I expect the Ravens to be right back here next year. I think Tony Romo actually said at the end of the games, like, listen, I think they're going to come right back to the AFC championship game or be right there. They're going to win another 12. Listen, they're going to win 12 games next year. In my mind, I, again, Maybe make 11, 12 games. I just think that it's all fine and dandy doing that in the regular season with Lamar Jackson, like we touched on. But in the playoffs, yeah, you just have to, you have to let him use his legs, and you have to have a lot of design runs. The only and reason that's that, when they're at the best. I agree. The only reason I would say that I don't think it's a foregone conclusion is this is a devastating loss, and now it's going to weigh on Lamar Jackson. Like, man, again, finally, everybody said this was finally the time I was going to do it, and I didn't. Maybe I'm not a pocket pat. Maybe I can't be a quarterback. I don't think he thinks that, but maybe that creeps in. Then you look at just the, the and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but you look at the AFC landscape. Rodgers comes back healthy next year. The Jets are going to be better. The Dolphins, I've never seen a team more decimated by injury. I don't believe in Mike McDaniel as a head coach. I don't believe I don't, in Tua. I don't believe in Tua at all, but I still think the Dolphins are going to be a little bit better if they stay healthy next year. Bengals will be good next year. Bengals get Burrow back. No. Browns get Deshaun Watson back. The the Jaguars had a down year, but they don't buy them. The Texans are going to be improved. The Chargers got Harbaugh. They, they're going to be better. The Browns so, need to bring back Flacco. The Browns are not even going to bring back Flacco. But Watson sucks. It, I, I, he was playing better towards the end of that time. Sure he was. He was. He was playing much better. Look, terrible towel, baby. All right? Now you see me, now you don't. Um all right, let's talk about let's talk about the uh, the Super Bowl here because we've got a very very interesting matchup, and I can tell you one thing: the sports books are going to fucking need the 49ers because that line opened at minus two and a half yesterday. It got bet down to one real fucking quick, like immediately down to one. And I guarantee you this: that betting that 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 move was sharp betters, and I can already tell you the public is going to be all over Kansas City. So. 
I, I would be shocked to see anything less than 80% of the bets and the money on the Chiefs. It actually scares me a bit because I like the Chiefs too. I actually bet them last night because I got them at plus money on the money line. I got them at plus 110, and I just figured the line's probably going to flip. I'm going to hopefully get a get a free, you know, 10 bucks there on a, on a flip plus money. But if not, I, I don't – I like the Chiefs. I think they're going to win. The only thing I would say is we're currently at – and you tell me your thoughts. We're currently at the peak price of the Chiefs here, right? And I, I'm talking a betting perspective, but I just – in terms of public perception too, right? Like this is the best the Chiefs have looked all season. And after outperforming expectation, everybody's thoughts is going to be, well – I'm not betting against Mahomes in a Super Bowl. I'm not betting against Mahomes and Reed. They just beat the Ravens, who were the best team. Of course, they're going to beat the Niners. That's going to be the public perception. Meanwhile, the Niners, to me, are at their lowest point, right? They underperformed versus the Packers. They underperformed versus the Lions. Should have lost both games, probably. If they, you know, got very fortunate with a couple Dan Campbell calls, got very fortunate in that Packers game, like, they could have lost either of those games. So, to me, if you think about this, what is the line on this game going into the playoffs, I legitimately believe it's 49ers close to, by three. You think it's by three before the playoffs? I think oh, I, before, before before the playoffs, before the playoffs. What was this uh, one? Yeah, I would in the Super Bowl. They're just, I, I cannot imagine them making it. I mean, I get what you're five saying. five and a half. Yeah, that would they would they would they could. I'm not talking about a Super Bowl. I'm oh. saying, I'm saying. If you put before, it, like, let's put these two teams on a neutral field before the playoffs, what would the numbers have said? It would have been f- five. Five and a half, five I think. It could have been yeah. between before five and the, six. Before the playoffs. So that so my point yeah. is, my point is then. I get what you're saying. Chiefs are super high right now. Right. And the Niners are, we gonna are coming take, in. Are we going to take two data points and fucking move the line six fucking points is the crazy thing. And I bet the Chiefs are already. So I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying it's wild that we see two games and how these teams played, and we flip complete perception of them, which is it fair? Is it not? I don't know. I don't know if it is. I, maybe. This is a stupid take, but like, imagine you just take the quarterbacks just completely out of this game. Obviously, the, which you can't do, but it's like right. the Niners are, you know, probably four, four or five points better, but you just can't. I mean, it's just. Like you did last night, and I know that you you like to avoid the the public side of things, but the, the yeah the Chiefs, he would be an absolute lunatic to back Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl 100%. versus Patrick Mahomes. And he, I mean Andy Reid, he's been there, done that. I mean you know Shanahan's got experience in the Super Bowl, blowing a twenty four to three lead to the you know as an offense coordinator to the to the Patriots, um, a, another great quarterback. Um, and, and he had Matt Ryan in that game, who's way better than uh, Brock Purdy. So. What, was it? Wasn't it twenty-eight to three? I don't know. Something it, like it was that. something so, crazy. Twenty-seven three, twenty-eight three. It was something nuts. Well, I, I don't know what, what it was. was. It. Do you remember Bailey? Twenty-eight, 28 three. three. Yeah. So they're twenty-five point. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the most epic collapse in football history. That was actually really funny. That's you know back during my betting days, and I had a buddy that I'd, we'd bet on these games together, and he he went to sleep. I'm not kidding. He fell asleep on his couch. During the game at 28-3, and I was like, well, that was easy money, and then woke up to a loser. Oh, my God, dude. His dad woke Talk him up. Talk about a nightmare. His dad woke, up, woke him up in overtime. He's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> he blew the whole lead. Tom Brady, and like, you know, he's like, got to see the James White touchdown for the lead. Uh, that is like literally waking up for uh, a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I look, you're right. This is an overreaction because of that. And, you, you know, it would have been really nice for you to end up getting the Chiefs plus three points because you would have done it anyway. I would have done that. But, I mean, I, I do think that uh, the Chiefs will ultimately find a way to 
win the game. And, uh, you know, I can already tell you Spagnuolo's just going to have a loaded box, and he's going to say, okay, Brock Purdy, go ahead and beat me. Yeah. And uh, and the Chiefs and, have good corners, too. They're not, the Chief, they're, no, they're real good. Yeah, they they're real good in corners. And, uh, you know, Mahomes, you just think um, – He's just going to get it done. You know, Kelsey's going to be amped up, ready to go. It, it really is just a quarterback matchup, and I know we keep touching on but it's just you, you can't back Brock Purdy in a Super Bowl versus Patrick Mahomes. I can't anyway. You got bigger cojones than me if you do it. All I, I know, all I know is no. I, I I agree with you. I mean, I, I mean, I took the Chiefs already, but yeah. I took them more on a price perspective. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just I think the line will move. I think it's going to flip. I think the Chiefs are going to close like a one point favorite. Maybe not. But like I said, if I don't, it's going to be right. If here, I then, don't, you know. I it wasn't a big bet. If I don't, then I have the Chiefs at plus money in a Super Bowl Mahomes versus Brock Purdy, like you said. So like, do I hate? Do I hate that? Absolutely not. I like that. But my problem is, is I, I you know, I want the Niners to win. I don't want to see Mahomes win another damn Super Bowl. They weren't the best team all year. So like, I get it. Like, you, you know, it, it's not it's not always the best team who wins, and it's the team who steps up and is clutch in the playoffs and wins those games. That's fair, but. I don't want to see a team who didn't really deserve. They they were outplayed by a lot of teams. You know, the, watching them play the Raiders on Christmas Eve was like, was like, what am I watching now? They're, they can't even score on offense anymore. Like even in the playoffs, the offense hasn't looked like incredible. Yeah, they just have had a really good defense. They they've done a great job coaching. Um, but you know, so I really want to root for the 49ers here. But I agree. I just don't know. My issue with it is this. It, do you notice this, like how how vulnerable the D? And I know I talked about Steve Wilkes earlier. Like, what wh- have you noticed anything X and O's wise or like schematically that has changed on the 49ers defense? Like, why are they so porous all of a sudden? I mean, it's just weird. They, I have no idea. Yeah, no, it's I'm, really odd. And it's not like they don't they, have any major injuries or anything. No, they they, they have Bosa, Chase Young on that defensive line. They've got Craig Greenlaw and uh, Warner. Yeah, Fred Warner. Yeah. Fred Warner. I mean. It just they have they have they're loaded. Yeah, I mean the defense are absolutely loaded. You I, wouldn't be you wouldn't be thinking the Lions would now keeping you know give them credit they played a great second half and held the Lions to almost nothing. But yeah, it's weird that the Lions just jumped on them like but, that. But but so. I will say though, and I said this to you last night, it really didn't feel like to me that the Niners stopped them. It felt like the the Lions stopped themselves. I mean I think about it. Okay, it's true. Yeah. The fourth down. The fourth down that that we said changed the game. The fourth and two. It was a it was a good job by Joey Bosa getting pressure and and it made Goff move right, but but Goff is just not a good thrower on the run. He should have made the throw. He made a bad throw and then Reynolds should have caught. I think it was Reynolds should have caught the ball right. It was kind of low, but he should have caught. It was a bad. It was bad by both of them. So that's number one. It, that's on the line. It's not really the, the the Niners making a play. There was a series after um after oh no I'm sorry the next one after that a fumble by Gibbs. They essentially the guy just drops the ball. I mean it was it was not anything the Niners did. There was a third down after that in a tie game where Reynolds had a wide open pass that would have been gone for like 20 on third and 10 25 30 yards. He drops it. I mean yeah. It's There's just, just a lot of errors. You they are dropped right the interception. Bring, I mean, yep. it's just everything went when, oh, yeah. That, that was – talk about the Luck. defining moment of the game. Yeah, that was. Right off the face and so, ended well, up in a touchdown. Give me a – Yeah, a, and I would ahead. say that the Lions, just touching back on that real quick, no, yeah. they ran it really effectively. So, I was I was definitely surprised to see them just that was weird. run it right down their throat because they definitely did that. Montgomery had a good game. But, Wasn't uh, it weird that they went away from that? I know, I know we're talking about Super Bowl now, but yeah. why did the Lions go away from the run? That was weird. Dude. I think the ni- it looked like the Niners put another, you know, 
another big boy in the box, and they were just, hey, look, you're just going to, we're going to let golf beat us if yeah. you're going to beat us because they just knew that, especially with a 17-point lead, that they're going to try to run the ball 70% of the time. So, yeah. Okay, give me a, give me a couple things here since we're talking about this game. I, uh, let's go give me a prediction, and I'm going to pull up some fun real quick uh, Super Bowl props for you to give me. But, okay, give me a prediction. Like, what's the final score here? Of, of this Super Bowl, who you're, I know you're picking the Chiefs, but like, what, what do you think the score? I'll go, um, 27-24 Chiefs. 27-24 27-24 Chiefs. Close game. Uh, you know, and we'll, we'll, won't stick, okay, these are our early predictions, because we are going to do a show next week before, and yeah. we'll probably talk Initial a little bit. Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts, right. So I think, to me, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to say the Chiefs win, 28 to 17, but I reserve the right to change my pick next week because I really do want the Niners to win. You're starting to sound more and more like your father. Shut they the always up. say, I Shut reserve the, the right to change my pick whenever so, I want. I, okay. I'm going to definitely Hold tell on. him to say that. Hold on. He's going to change whoa, it mid-game. Whoa, whoa, He's going to change it mid-game. Yeah. Oh, I picked the fucking Niners. <laughs> well, I reserve the right to change my pick a week before the game starts, okay, all right? Fine. Not my father who will pick three different two different teams in the same game then decide at halftime who he likes better based on the fucking score that's a complete different don't you dare compare me to my fucking dad i love i love that he always fills out two brackets too yeah, of course he does and like well once he's not sure he'll just put the other team in it's great <laughs> he leaves or he'll, or he'll wait <laughs> yeah or he'll wait <laughs> till at least like we're done through the first day and then fill out all winners and then he, he do the rest of it. He goes, "That's my bracket." <laughs> All right. Give Although me, he did win the bracket challenge uh, not too no, long ago. No, he did Fucking not. Genius. No, he did not. He didn't ever even enter the bracket. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have said that. Now he's gonna bring that up. Yes, he is. He doesn't watch it. He doesn't watch the That's show. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's on, then he'll watch it. Oh yeah. Okay. Only his parts. Uh, a couple, couple quick fun Super Bowl props. All right. What's the what's the color of the Gatorade? What's well, the color of the Gatorade for the winner? Uh, purple. Purple? Is that purple. is that like a common one? What's the normal color? Anyone? I know? think it was purple last year. Is it, I don't red. know. I would say I'm gonna say red. I'm gonna say red. Yeah, I'll go with red. Uh, I mean, they're both 49ers Chiefs, right? They're both red. I think red is a good one. I know. I do see uh, blue sometimes. I see blue every there once in a while. There used to be a hilarious. Speaking of your props, there used to be a hilarious guy. I don't know who it was, but they would let him write a blog. I think I've told you this every single year for Barstool, and they called him Maestro. And he was like production for the Super Bowl, and he travels with it, and he has been for like 10 years. And they they do like, you know, the whole, they do like a, a fake halftime show with the artist, but they also have the person come out and sing the national anthem. And he would put a, you know, stopwatch yeah, on yeah, it yeah. and be like, it's it's going over like you know right like it's going over boys like and like leak the info that <laughs> she's singing a real slow national Christina Aguilera is singing a real slow national anthem this year. Dude, I love that. It's over is like here's, it's pretty funny. Here's a good one right here. This this seems like my bet your baby bet of the week. My lock <laughs> my lock of the century. Will Taylor Swift be shown during the national anthem? Yes is minus one twenty. No is plus one ten. I think that's like minus 400 is the true odds. How could she not be shown? Just during the National Anthem? Just you would, the national you would anthem. think she would be, but I... Unless I, that's like a rigged you know bet. What? You know what? It's one of those deals where like sometimes with the National Anthem, they'll do it and like have it on all the players. And then right when it's over, they'll be like, there's Donna Kelsey and Taylor Swift ready for kickoff. That's like true. they might not do it right during the... It'll... 
will she be shown before they kick the ball off? Yeah, it's like a hundred percent. But yeah. during the national anthem, I don't know. You're you're probably right though. You would you would you would think that they might, they probably would. Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown is even money, even money. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good a, one I think right that's there. A bet your baby, whatever. A you bet call your baby it. bet. Yeah, bet bet. that's my bet. Bet your baby bet. No, I like I he'll, like Taylor he'll Swift score, to be he'll shown. Score a touchdown. Taylor Swift to be shown in the national anthem is my bet your baby bet of the week. Um, also, you got to also score a first half touchdown plus two seventy. He tends to score early in these yeah, games. Yeah, and also I like that. And also, you got to realize too. Um, look what uh, La- how Laporta diced up the Niners this I know. last week. So that's I know. Pre- now obviously you get two weeks to prepare and. The whole game plan is going to be okay. Well, how do we take away Kelsey? But um, I think he'll still, uh, you know, the way his. the the way that the Ravens were unable to take him away, knowing what he is and having you know the best defense in the league, having a guy like Kyle Hamilton who we talked about, it can't neutralize him, but it can help. And he had eleven targets, eleven catches, yeah, one hundred sixteen yards, 11, and a yeah. touch, two touchdowns. They I definitely mean, talked about taking him away. Too. Yeah, just I mean, him. just couldn't do it. I so. mean, you you really can't unless you're double busy. Anytime it's zone coverage, you just Finds a spot to sit down and gets himself a catch. It's it's bad. Um, all right, we got anything else on this game, uh, the Super Bowl, or should we move on a little no, bit? No, yeah, we'll give a, we'll do a, you know, we'll a have to get bit, Big Dog in, in here week. for his yeah. official, bet, <laughs> the lock of the whatever lock, he's gonna call it. Uh, yeah, Big Dog's lock of if the century. If you have a house, I would bet your house. Yeah. So that's usually that's what his he favorite says. Favorite thing to say. Bet yeah. your house on it. The uh, best is when he was like. You were talking to there's Brown. He's in there going, you know, I'll give him the fucking picks. You don't know shit. He's screaming from the back room. Uh, we'll give man. him good ones. Let's, um, let, yeah, yeah. I went and told him after that, and he was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You don't know shit. I, I'll give him my picks. All right. Let's give him some winners. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit. We'll, we'll keep it NFL for one more, one more little segment here. Let's talk a little bit about the coaching carousel because we've had some moves since we had a show last. Obviously. To me, the the biggest surprise in is I mean, is, is this shocking? Vrabel and Belichick aren't going to get jobs. It's kind of weird to me. Yeah, I'm not totally shocked. I mean, I thought that Belichick was going to end up in Atlanta, and basically, the front office said no because they just realized that they would <laughs> probably be gone if they they didn't make. It's like okay, well, if I hire you and you want to do the front office stuff, well, then what am I going to do? Yeah. It's like one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it didn't make much sense for them to to keep their job. So they, which that hire was a head scratcher for sure with them hiring Morris. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I don't what even the think the Rams defense that? has been that good. They've been horrible. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go get a defensive guy, go ahead and get Vrabel. Um, but um, Just, it, it ben Johnson blows my mind. Ben Johnson to the Commanders. I, I know we were given all our like pre- predictions of where people were gonna go. I guess I was right about two. I had. Harbaugh and L.A. and then Ben Johnson and the Commanders, but I think those are the only I don't two. We, I, we, I, that, I, I, didn't, I know I didn't get any other ones right. <laughs> I don't remember. I definitely didn't get Raheem Morris. I don't think I. No one got Raheem Morris. That's I didn't sure. get Dave Canales. Yeah, no okay. one got that. Dude, yeah. the, these three. No one got any of these. These three absolute fucking head scratchers. The Titans hire Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan, who. Doesn't even call the fucking plays for the Bengals. He sits there and doesn't do shit. Our, I mean, pro- this, our this, producer Bailey said that was a great. Right after that, he said it was a fantastic. He hire. hates the hire. It's <laughs> who the who the fuck would hire that guy as a head coach? I mean, it's baffling to me. Not to mention that that offense, you know, 
obviously they've got Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, but like there's been complaints over the last couple of years by those guys about their coaching and their play calling offensively. So blows my mind that they make that hire. Don't understand it at all. You fire Mike Rabel, who I think is a better coach than any of these guys, and you hire a guy who I didn't even think was a fucking real candidate. Like I didn't even know he was actually a candidate to get hired. It fucking blows my mind. But that's what happens when you have an owner that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and isn't a fucking football person. Um, not saying that because she's a woman, but... Um, I thought she was going to hire Condoleezia Rice. I thought that was the only direction to go. I said, uh, they're hiring Condoleezia. I that might have been a better hire than fucking a tra- a Ryan Callahan. A, a, a trailblazer. <laughs> oh, man. Then, then you have the fucking Falcons hiring Raheem Morris, like you said. And then the Panthers hired Dave Canales, which... I think the only reason they did it is my my feeling is everyone else said fucking no. I don't want to work for for Tepper. Like that's what it felt like because Canales didn't seem like a legitimate candidate to me until that like it was like yeah maybe we'll interview him but like he's not gonna get a job. They were fucking nine and eight this year. Like I don't what the fuck like it didn't make any sense. Um, yeah, I, I I don't get. Maybe that just one with a young guy and like you said there's probably several people that turned down that job. You would think. I would think. You think Ben Johnson is a lock to Washington? I think that's going to happen, oh, right? Oh, yeah, that's where he's going. Um, I, that's a good hire. He'll get to draft his quarterback. And I had never really – there wasn't much talk about it, so you just kind of knew that I think that's been an agreement probably for like a month now, it seems like. That yeah, that everybody's always, like, always no, gonna happen. A, I don't even think you can bet on it anymore. Yeah. How about – okay, two more things I want to talk about. First, Harbaugh to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. We, we, we thought – I mean, it felt like, okay, he's either going back to Michigan or he is uh, – going to the Chargers. Yep. He's not there's nowhere else he's going. And that seemed to be what it was. Um so he he brought his defensive coordinator um with him, which was what's that guy's name again? I forget. Uh Jesse Minter. That's right. So Jesse Minter uh goes with him, which I think is a great um you know hire for them as a DC. I think he's outstanding young coach. Um I think I said this to you this weekend. I believe the Chargers will not only get to, but win a Super Bowl within the next four years. I wrote an article about it on my, a long article about Jim Harbaugh on my website, DylanLeakSports.com. Very, when you actually look back at the things Harbaugh's done with quarterbacks, it's fucking incredible. He had a guy, two guys at San Diego. One guy who was, I forget his name, Todd, uh, man, I can't remember, Morton, Todd Morton. This guy was a three-year backup at BYU. Played a total of like 73 snaps. He had like a like a 40% completion percentage with seven picks and a touchdown. He was going to be a, a backup forever. Transfers to San Diego. He turned him into the co-offensive player of the year in one year. Then he gets Josh Johnson at uh, at San Diego. Leads the country in uh, in yards, touchdowns. He has the all-time passer rating record for NCAA football. It still stands today. He goes and gets Andrew Luck, turns Andrew Luck, who was obviously already talented, turns him into a stud, first-round draft pick, would have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't retire early. Um, you know, obviously, J.J. McCarthy. It just The list goes on and on. Everywhere he goes, he makes the quarterback better. Yep. Now he's going to a place with a quarterback who, in my opinion, talent-wise, is already a top-seven quarterback in the league. I, I think he's top five. I think he's top five, too. I just think most people generally accept he's top ten for sure. I agree. I think I, I'm a huge Justin Herbert fan. I'm a huge Harbaugh fan. I think I might switch from the Cowboys and become a Chargers fan oh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love— Starting to sound like your dad I love more just, and more. Here I we love, go. God, oh, fuck Here yourself. we go. Um, 
I, I'm sorry. You're going to start to piss me Any off. Any way now. we can get it. Oh, fuck Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> and he's back there listening to fucking the three-hour post-game wrap-up. Where, where, where they're where they're, they're talking to someone that played 42 years ago, given his... He's uh, like your niece, like where she where you said she like uh, hides the candy and goes and steals it out of there. You're like, what oh, yeah. are you doing? It's uh, like... Nothing. My, 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 nothing. My dad's in the back, and he's over there like holding the phone like this. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I got to sit back here. What I'm are you listening, listening to? Listening oh, I'm working. I'm, I'm working. working. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, do you think do you think I'm right? Do you think Harbaugh's gonna win a champ a Super Bowl yeah. that quickly? And it's gonna be I'll even go a step further. It's gonna be poetic justice. It'll be in three years, two or three years, and they're gonna play his brother in the Ravens, and he's gonna beat him this oh, time man. with the Chargers. Well, they have to play in the AFC Championship game. Oh yeah, damn. That, yeah. Forgot he's yeah. not in the NFC anymore. Yeah. That would be impossible. That'll be impossible. Well, he'll just beat him in the AFC Championship game. And then game. he'll win the Super Bowl. Well, that, I'm, I bet John's happy about that though because he, he was hilarious. He gave a funny interview on. Um, Pardon my take with those guys, and he's like sitting there talking. Harbaugh went on there. Uh, John did. No this way. Is like this is a, I guess like last year or something. They're talking. He's like, so yeah. Do you ever big? You ever big dog Jim? He's Jim's his little brother, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like he's like well yeah I kind of used to growing up. And he goes, but then man he got that job with the Bears and we go on vacation with the whole family, and you know we're, we kind of have a wrestling background. So we're out wrestling in the ocean. I heard this. And he's throws he fucking one legs me and slams me under the water and he's holding me under the water i'm like i'm thinking let me up asshole and it's like <laughs> my brother's gonna kill me like i was down there for a minute i swear to god i was down there for a minute and he finally let me up and i'm like chugging he just looked at me like yeah, i'm the big dog now and he walked out and he goes yep and so that was until i beat him in the super bowl and he goes now i'm the big dog and they and of course big cat loved that. He's like, oh that's gold he's like yeah it's gold he's like yep he's like and now he's in the AFC. Can he can never beat him in the Super Bowl? So he always That's had true. that over his yeah. oh, over his little I, brother. I'm sure they're probably happy that they won't have to meet in the Super Bowl again. I'm yeah. sure that's not a fun thing to have to play your brother in a Super Bowl. Definitely not for the family. I mean, it's a cool deal experience one time. They seem like the kind of family that like has the game. Like they're playing Monopoly, and there's like a fucking like everybody knows the family, and the brothers are just beating the shit out of each other because <laughs> someone accuses someone of stealing a couple extra two hundred from the bank, and they're just. Fucking, you know, beating the shit out of each other at the table. I could see that. I could see some tables a getting very, flipped over. A very competitive family, yes, I'm sure. I agree with that 100%. Uh, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think the Chargers I think the Chargers have a great basis of talent. I don't know how many of those guys are going to be able to keep under contract, but I, you know, they've got a they've got a Bosa over there. They've got um I believe they have Khalil Mack still on the defensive line. They've got, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, I don't know if Eckler's got much left in him, but obviously Herbert. I think that I just think you know a team who's underperformed defensively for a long time. Harbaugh's going to turn them into a really good defensive team, and he's going to improve the quarterback play. And then that's that's what you need in the NFL. Yep. That's why he was successful in San Francisco, and that's why he's going to be successful here. Last coaching thing, and then we'll move on to a few other sports real quick before we get out of here. Kellen Moore to the Eagles, dude. What the fuck? I mean, are they fucking? I don't. I can't say that. Are they? They are fucking idiots. They are right. Uh, why on God's green earth would you hire a guy that's been fired essentially back-to-back seasons for an offense that really fucking struggled last year? Not to mention Kellen Moore is a passing game guy, and Jalen Hurts, as you know, this is a fact, can't throw the fucking ball. So why the fuck would you hire Kellen Moore? I have zero explanation for it. I I, I really don't know. I, when I saw it, I was just kind of like, the guy who writes Eagles blogs at Barstool was like, I don't know exactly what he said, but he was not happy with the hire. Like, so we're, we're hiring the cowboy, a dirty table scraps now. He wasn't good there. He wasn't good in 
one good in LA. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's an, a classic. Well, I we don't it. really have anybody right now, and he's been around the block a few times. Let's just hire him. I, yeah. Well, only time will tell how it goes, but I don't think it's going to go great. So. I love the hire because as a Cowboys fan. Yep. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about um, the NBA. Uh, we saw um, my favorite subject, your favorite subject. I, I got to um, love the association. I did pick Clippers to win the championship. The first. They're well on their way, buddy. They look good. How good do they look? But you know why they're going to win the championship? Because your dad's boy, the bearded monster, is in L.A. And that's what puts him over the top. If they didn't have the bearded monster, that team wouldn't know how to win. He's a winner through and through. I'm just saying that because your dad's not here. It's like the bearded monster and the Jaguars have to defend it. I don't want to die on the Jaguars hill are the bearded monster hill so i need him here for these arguments yeah 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 when he's not here and quote behind closed doors what do we what do i hear oh look i'm not really a jaguars fan oh no they didn't make the playoffs i don't actually believe in them no 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 i don't actually believe i believe they were gonna no 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 i did believe they were gonna make the playoffs i will say i was dead wrong about that i mean losing five <laughs> out of six games is yeah I don't know what it what you can say about that except they just fucking suck but yeah. they do suck well they should have they should have managed to win that division did I tell you this kid I forget who it is it's kid that um does like card breaking stuff you know they have those companies that, like you buy a spot and they live broadcast them going through the cards yeah and I forget who he works for but he had a ticket he post I swear to God it was like week 10 and he put twenty five thousand dollars on the Jags to win the division at like minus 120, like week one, and posted a picture of it and goes, well, that was free money. I mean, like legitimately, they were up four or five games. Like, it was something absurd. <laughs> and then they lo- he lost and was like, well, ouch, I guess I learned my lesson about that. Dude, <laughs> that's like, actually brutal. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I was like, well, why. that was free money. I, I like, just don't know why anybody, unless you just have a really, like, sure thing, like a good bet, why, why anybody would bet a minus money NFL division winner unless like yeah. unless it's like Mahomes like it just doesn't make sense to me. I guess they just thought and I mean like anybody just looking at it, it's like no one thought that Texas everybody thought Texas would obviously take big steps forward not near this good yeah Colts were I don't know what their team total was maybe like not high yeah not high and then you have Six. obviously uh-huh. the underachieving worthless Tennessee Titans in the division <laughs> And they, they they actually had a higher win total than the up than the Texans and the and the Colts. I would yeah, assume. Yeah, I think they were picked second in yeah. the division. So I mean, it was just probably thought it was uh, going to go smoothly, and it was going smoothly for about ten weeks until it wasn't. So. Dude, I will say uh, back on the NBA, the the Clippers, um, they're dude, just dismantling people. They, right? Dude, I need yes, to look. The, the Celtics were twenty and one at home, and I was like like scrolling through scores the other day, and I'm like, holy fuck, the the Clippers are up by thirty six. At Boston right now, I'm like, okay, Tatum and, and Jalen Brown must have been out. Nope. I literally clicked it. Everybody played. They ended up beating them by 20, but it was like, I, I mean, they're absolutely the best team in the league right now. Far and away, not close. I, I don't I, – we're going to have to find a way to, to make NBA interesting on here um, as we are ramping down Well, football. our San Antonio Spurs have won two in a row, baby. Hey, let, let, we're going for three. They are going for three, and they play the Wizards tonight. It's a legitimate <laughs> shot, I mean, baby. if we ever had a chance to win three games in a row, it's right here. Well, their, their updated win total is, what, 17 and a half? So they got to go 8 and 28 in the season uh, to go over that win total. They, they, they've shown some signs of life. Win be, dude, if Wimby doesn't win, I know we talked with Vex on the podcast last week, and we talked about how Wimby versus Chet – if it's not, it's just far and away over to me at this point. What the fuck? How is this not a minus four or 500 on Wimby to win? He is, it's not even remotely close. It yeah. really isn't. 
Yeah, no, he he's gonna end up winning rookie of the year. I, like I, I said, it's detrimental to the league for him not to win rookie of the year. Why would you make a fake if, rookie, yeah. Chet Holmgren, who's third fiddle on a good team, rookie of the year over a year, once in a generation player? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. So Wimby's going to win rookie of the year. I hope Unless so. something weird happens. But, I mean, he's averaging now over over 20. It's like 20 and a half and 10 boards a game. Probably, what, three and a half? I mean, it seems like he's at least three blocks a game. Yeah, he's averaging he's averaging like two. He leads the league in blocks. I think it's yeah. 2.8. Um, they actually, I mean, they beat the T-Wolves the other night. You went to the game. It was uh, T Wolves were number one in the West going into that game. Actually, yeah, Spurs were down the, what 10, 12 at half, and you're yeah. like, well, this isn't gonna go good. And then they just hung around in the third to get to the ten, and then went on like a seven zero run, I think, to start the fourth. And yeah, it was a fun game. Was there I a lot been of a Spurs there, game in a long time? Pa- Dude, was it, it was yeah. They were in an empty seat. And really? At least down low. At least down low, they were in an empty seat. Even up up top, it seemed like almost all of it was pretty filled up. And that's with the uh, like you know a lot of those people that have good tickets there, whatever, go to our rodeo that's, people. Yeah. And that's with the rodeo cook-off going outside. So, I mean, I know they were missing some people inside huh. because of that. But, yeah, no, it was a it was a full house. And keep in mind, you know, Friday, Saturday games, obviously. Now, what does it look like in there? Like, on a Monday night against the Wizards? Probably not like that. Yeah, right? yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I think they do Are we at home get, tonight? Or yeah. is it? Okay. I think we get – and then, well, I think we probably play another – two games at home and then we you know rodeo road trip yeah. for a month so um yeah i mean i, I want to it's hard for me and i know we're going to have to talk about it but it's hard for me to get too into the nba when the spurs aren't good because it's just so boring during the regular season it seems that nobody cares that much and until we kind of get like towards the end of this in stretch the last 20 games where people are fighting for playoff position yeah. and it becomes real and and the, the, because of that i want to mention one last thing about the nba which is it just seems to me that it's boring because, and you can you can tell me what, whether you agree with this. The lack of defense being played is it, just so uh, it's so difficult to watch. Like okay, back in the day, like when somebody scored fifty, that was a big deal. E- even with the three point line, like back like in the the you know two thousands, right? Like two thousand two thousand nine, big deal to score fifty points. Yep. Uh, you know, like like maybe a couple times a season it happened, if that. 60 was almost unheard of, right? Like when Kobe dropped 82, it was just the most incredible thing ever. What I think it's been like four times in the last two seasons we've had people drop 70. And it, it just, to me, the fact that we don't celebrate that just shows that it's not the same as dropping 82 when Kobe did it. It's not the same as those things. It's mm-hmm. just like... It just feels like it's a video game almost. I don't know how to describe it. It's so hard to watch. That's that's why people are. That's why the ratings have gone down. That's why they tried the fucking stupid in season tournament. They're trying to copy like the FA Cup or whatever over in England or in in Europe. Is that what it's called? Oh or, yeah, there's all kinds of different but, ones. But yeah, in season tournaments. Like yeah, like to, because they just want viewership and nobody's watching this shit. And and I don't blame them. It's boring. And so I Luca scored seventy two the other night, and it's like. It was a, the one thing that was impressive about that is not that he scored seventy two is like how efficient it was. I think he shot like twenty four for thirty two or field. something. Yeah, yeah. and he it was, was like eight 70, of thirteen from three. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I was like, look, I was like, how many times did he shoot? And I was like, oh, he shot over seventy percent. That's absurd. And he only went to the free throw line sixteen times, which is a lot. But compared to yeah. like you normally that's see that's normal when in the NBA. Right days. when you see somebody, when you see somebody score, you know, seventy, you assume like twenty seven free throws. Yeah. Like, 
Anyway. James Harden would shoot 42 free throws. So fucking annoying. 60 points. Uh, Bearded monster. Bearded monster's a bum. All right, let's... uh, College basketball is ramping up a little bit. Um, You know, we'll we'll talk a little bit about it. I'll just... want to go through some of these teams and give me your thoughts. Like, okay, let's start with UConn. Who did they beat by 40 yesterday? Who was that? I think it was Xavier. I thought it was Xavier, too. Um, but they – I said it all year. I think they're the best team again. You picked them to win the national title. Uh, yeah, it was Xavier. 99-56, I think, was the final score. Is that right? Yeah. Um, anyway, they uh, they look like the, far, the, the most dominant team in basketball again. I think they have a really good shot to go back to the Final Four. It's hard to win back-to-back titles. This is the the best defending national champion I've seen since the Florida Gators did it. So if mm-hmm. anybody could do it, it'd be this group. Dan Hurley has that whole system just running like a machine. They run really good offense. They defend. They have like a system of how they recruit. Like They get a couple really big, you know, seven-footers, they get a really good point guard, and they have some wings who can score the ball, and that seems to fit when they're healthy. I don't know who beats them. Yeah, I think eye test-wise, you know, like I always tell you, no nothing X's and O's basketball-wise, but eye test, UConn looked like the best team for me, like, since I've been watching since the beginning of the season. Um, Purdue's obviously looked good at times. You just can't trust Purdue in the tournament. They yep. just lose. They figure out a way to lose. So, and I really don't even think Matt Painter's a bad coach, actually. I mean, I don't think, I think, like you said, the offensive sets and stuff in Vexler, because you guys know more about that than me, they run an offense. I mean, you know, they, it, they looks, do run an offense. it looks good. So, um, it's weird that, you know, they get in, somehow lose to Fairleigh Dickinson. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think UConn's got the best chance of repeating, like, like you said, for the first time since the Gators. And I, I don't remember any team looking necessarily this good back-to-back year. So, yeah. um, and Duke doesn't look very good. You know, like your Blue Bloods, Kansas has struggled at yep. times. You know, the Big 12 basketball season is just a gauntlet, though. I mean, that's it's how ridiculous. it always is. It's like it's the old it's Big a, East. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. So, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, we're getting into the dog days of uh, conference play yeah. here. Everybody's two games a week. And like I said, Big 12 just beating up on each other. I was happy to see Texas Tech beat Oklahoma on the road by one. That was a big win for them. Texas killed Oklahoma on the road, right? They and then did. went to BYU and got smoked. They did. I think Tech is in first place in the Big 12 now, I believe, because Kansas State was 4-1. and one. They've lost back-to-back games in the Big 12. The one team that I've been surprised by, North Carolina. They're third. They continue to win on the road. And killing everybody. To my dismay, cover numbers. I don't understand how they continue to do Are it. Are they still but, undefeated in ACC? Yeah. And shout out to my boy Zayden High, who's over there. I coach Zayden High School. He's um, playing at UNC right now. Nice. And uh, I talked to him the other day, and I think I'm going to get him on the podcast after the season. For I guess freshmen can't do media, so I asked him for after the season. He said we'd talk about it. So hopefully he'll he'll come on here with us. But yeah, North Carolina's looked really good. I don't know if that's because the ACC is just down, and it is. The ACC is horrible this year. Like, yeah, it's not good. It just there's nobody good in the ACC. Essentially, you look at it like. Okay, we watched Virginia and Florida State play. We don't think either of them are very good. They're third and fourth behind Duke and North Carolina. Yeah. So it's just it's just a very down conference. Miami's down. Syracuse is down. Virginia Tech is down from what they normally are. NC State's okay. Clemson looked good in the beginning of the season. They're three and five in the ACC play. So it's just the bottom of it's horrific. Boston College, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Louisville, all bad. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be, uh, it'll be fun tournament this year for sure. Houston uh, – had a nice little win the other day. They play Texas tonight in Austin. I, I think 
Houston, it's going to be the best. I mean, obviously, they're going to have more losses, but it's going to be the best thing for them joining the Big 12. Is you're 100%. Just bat- you're just battle-tested. You're not like, you know, like, they, you know, Gonzaga is in the West Coast Conference where, you know, you just usually steamroll them besides right. St. Mary's. And then with them in the uh, Conference USA, Memphis kind of came on, or the American, wherever they were in before this. Memphis was okay, but everybody else is not very good. Yeah. So. Uh, it, I well, actually- I guess at, – well, no, FAU is Conference USA. They're, yeah, they're FAU Conference, Conference USA. USA. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. they barely pulled out that win uh, yesterday, dude. Did you know McNeese State got a vote for top twenty five this week? They're eighteen. Cowboys and two. are back, baby. How Will Wade. That? Will Wade. Will Wade. <laughs> How about that? I mean, that team, unless they they um, blow it in their conference tournament, they're probably going to the NCAA tournament. Like they I might even you, get an at large bid. I told you they went up to. I went to Michigan. Not that Michigan's great, but they beat the hell out of them at Michigan. Yeah, that's so. impressive. They right. have some good wins. Did New Mexico win last night? I think they no did. No idea. Uh, they, I think they, I would assume oh, they dude, did. They in, won by in the pit. 34. Man, New Mexico's a weird team. They're really weird. But they, I wonder they, how they're, I mean, if they, if they got Colorado to play the tournament State, at home. we thought was really good, too, with their little point guard, Isaiah Stevens. Mm-hmm. They've been struggling. They lost uh, in overtime to Wyoming last week. Uh, on Saturday, they've they've lost, I believe, four of their last six. Lost to Utah State, Boise State, Nevada, and Wyoming, all on the road. But, I mean, you know, that yeah. th- if you want an at-large bid, you need to turn it around. They're 15-5, and five, and, like, that that uh that conference is actually pretty good, man. I will say the Mountain West, maybe they just beat each other up, but like they were all they all had outstanding records coming into conference play. Like most of their losses are coming. Yeah, from Mount, the Mountain West is good this year. It's 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 funny though because it's you know you always expect San Diego State to be at the top, and they're just they're kind of like obviously they went to the national championship game last year, which is just nuts. But they're a little bit down this year, right, compared to usual, but. Boise State, solid. Nevada's a good team. Colorado State's a good team. And then Utah State just finds a way to win these crazy fucking games. Yeah, they they, they won a game at UNLV when they were down four and got a and got a five-point play to win the game. That was one of the crazier things that was, They, they should have lost that game. They should have lost, lost to Boise State. I had Boise State in that one. That they, the officials fucked up and didn't reset the shot clock, or, or they would have been a foul situation down three with 33 seconds to go. Wow. And they fucking reset it to 20, got to play it out, and tied it at the buzzer and won in overtime. It was bullshit. Number 25, New Mexico. Yeah, they won by, like you said, over 40. But weirdly enough, they had lost nine games in a row to Nevada before that. How they I really? never guess. Yeah, it says break, snap, nine-game losing streak. Well, they went on back. that skid last year, which was the first year they'd been good in a while. And at the end of the year, they went on a bad skid. So that, that makes sense. Like, back when they were playing against, uh, what's that, what, what's uh, Muscleman when he was at Nevada, they used to dominate. Remember oh, that game? Man. It was the all-time bad beat, dude. Wasn't that New Mexico versus Nevada where the kid banks it in? Yeah, Nevada won. All-time yeah, yeah, yeah. bad beat. Pit. Yeah, all-time bad it's, beat at the it's pit. It's on the intro of... Uh, it's on the SVP. intro of SVP. He banked it in. <laughs> yeah. We went to the pit together yeah. when my senior year. You were already out of high school and uh, went and watched four NCAA tournaments. Actually, we left the last game because we were burnt. We had flown. We left at five in the fucking morning to go to these games, which was awesome. But we flew Who did in. we see play? We saw. We saw. I, I remember early. we saw Harvard. Um, Montana played I think we Wisconsin. Saw Van- did we see Vanderbilt play somebody? I swear we did. I thought they were there. Uh, the Jackrabbits were there. San Diego State was there playing somebody. Was San Diego State there? No, uh, South Dakota. State. South Dakota My bad. State. Jackrabbits. Um, I could. I know Montana was there. Oh, man, maybe that. Maybe that's who I'm thinking. No, I they thought, were I playing. I saw, we saw Harvard play somebody. The Pitt NCAA tournament. I'm trying to look it up real quick. I know we're probably pushing a little bit of time here, but. Anyway, yeah, that was a fun tournament. We saw the last game. I know UNLV played in that last game because we went back to the hotel 
and I was watching it on my phone, but I was so burnt because we had got – we literally, like – I remember you picked me up at, like, 4 a.m. We flew to straight Albuquerque. to Albuquerque for the day, watched all the games all day long, and then flew – stayed the night and flew back in the morning, and we got stuck in Love Field – and uh, I had to get on a – I didn't want to go, but the other day y'all were like, well, yeah. we're not going by ourselves, so you go. And so I got on a plane. I don't know how much longer y'all were stuck there. We were there for multiple hours um, before that. But. Yeah, that's what people don't realize. We're not rich. That was standby. That's why <laughs> – We're flying buddy passes, all right? Yeah, we're flying, flying Southwest buddy passes, yeah, That's right. right. We, we finally made it. If you guys can get, if we can get enough subscribers, maybe we'll actually get to get a co- like regular coach next time. You know, Southwest. Yeah. We'll get like a business class where we get That's to pick right. our seats. That's right. Uh, all right, quick uh, last couple, last few things. I want to talk Australian Open. It just finished up first major tennis tournament of the year. Yaka, uh, Yannick Sinner wins his first major title. I watched. I stayed up the whole night to watch this fucking thing. Lunatic. I, it was. It was at two thirty, and I, think I texted six. him at seven in the morning, and I go, "Wait a second, did you ever go to sleep?" He goes, "No, I was watching the whole thing." I was like, "You're nuts." Dude. I think I sent you four texts throughout this. Yeah, I was like, "Huh?" And I, was, I was about to. I, I have a and they're all gapped out by like two hours. I'm like, "What the hell is he still doing up?" I figured. I was like, "I figured you had it on Do Not Disturb." Uh, oh yeah, but I do every night. Yeah, I figured that, but I was thinking. I, I typed out a text at the end. And it was like. Four 4.30, and I go, I was going to say, I'm fully aware that you're not awake, and you're going to read all these when you wake up, but I need to actually, like, say something about this match to somebody, so I'm not just sitting here watching this by myself, thinking. Uh, but it was a fucking outstanding match. Obviously, Medvedev was up two sets, nothing. It was 4-4, I believe, and it looked like he might actually, I think he, at one point, it was 30-all, and he was six points away. If he was able to steal that game, he serves it out, probably wins, and, you know, Yannick finds a way to win, get, win that game, get a break, Go to the fourth set, does the exact same thing in the fourth set, and then Medvedev kind of ran out of gas late. But it was a fun, fun tournament to watch. I know you, you're a big tennis guy. Um, do you think Yannick Sinner is he going to continue to win a bunch of majors? Yeah, he'll probably win another major this year. Honestly, That's I mean, is is the level of his game is is just above every. I mean, I, I could see. I mean, I think Djokovic will will get one. I, I think. Um, and, and Carlos will probably get one, yeah. but I think Center could definitely end up winning either Wimbledon or the U.S. Open. He's not his game's not. I mean, he's a good clay court player. He's he's not as good as Carlos on yeah. clay, um, but yeah, he could he could definitely get another one. Man, his game's big. He's only twenty two years old. Uh, Medvedev, like you said, ran out of gas. Court time was crazy, but you know, Medvedev would even tell you this. I mean, Center's a better overall player. Medvedev is just fantastic at making you play. The guy never misses a backhand. He, he's just a, a brick wall back there. And, like, even Curios had touched on it. I think he was, like, tweeting about it. I was like, Medvedev was a shitty junior because he he didn't he didn't build into that frame where he would just, you know, could get everything back, and he wasn't that tall. He's got a decent enough serve now. He struggles at the net. He hits a lot of volleys into the net. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's really, really tough from the back of the court on a standard speed hard yeah. court. So, anyway, but I was glad center won. I, I, want to see, I didn't want to see Medvedev win. I didn't either. I was hoping Center would win. It felt like he was kind of nervous in that first start of the, start of the match. And Medvedev made some really good adjust. Like he was he was much. Normally he stands like way far back on the return. He was like much closer because the last couple times he had played Center, Center kind of dominated him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was awesome to see. You know, some of the. It feels like for a long time in tennis, uh, that the big three, Nadal, Federer, Djokovic. One of them always tends to get there, and it's just they never lose. They always want if they don't play each other, the other person rarely wins. Like I know Medvedev got one title, like in I think 2021 U.S. Open, he beat 
was it Nadal or Djokovic? You beat Djokovic in the final like one time, but like for the most part, it's just we don't see a lot of new guys. It's nice to see. We saw Alcaraz, who looked like a dominant player, get beat by Sasha Zverev. We got um, we got Djokovic going down to to center. So it was a it was good to see some new faces get to a final. Like I liked seeing Medvedev in center as opposed to fucking Djokovic and, and some somebody. other guy. That's yeah, what it's and it just, Djokovic. Somebody. Just, yeah, it's crazy. He's like you know thirty years old now, and it's like. For as long as I remember tennis, it was either Djokovic, Nadal, or Federer. Yep. Djokovic's the only guy still doing it. But yeah, it's like he's he was he's younger than I think he's four years younger. Yeah. than them. and that I actually mean, really benefits him. If he was the same age as the other ones, I don't think he actually has the all-time record. I think yeah, I think you're probably he, right. He's very fucking beneficial that he was in that spot. Anyway. Yep. Um, yeah, one last, Sasha Zverev, man, blowing the two-setter against Medvedev. He was up two sets. That was brutal. He just cannot get out That's of That's what he way. does. Yeah, you need to watch the uh, episode of uh, Breakpoint, the new season that came out. They they talk about how it's been going on since juniors. This is, like, what they do. And, like, yeah. Medvedev always fucks with Zverev. And so they show, like, Zverev's dominating the match. They're playing in Monaco, and uh, the Masters in Monaco. And um, <laughs> Zverev breaks to go up. 5-4 to serve out the set, and Medvedev just walks past the net and takes the the, the stake oh, out of it. Oh, my mom watched net, it. was telling me about it. comes out, and then he goes, oh, I need to take a bathroom break. Or so, no, he does that, and Zverev, like, loses his mind. Then Zverev breaks him again in the third and gets to serve for it, and Medvedev takes a bathroom break and, like, makes him wait, and then he comes back out, and he blows it again. He Dude. just knows he just knows how to do little things to get under Zverev's skin. And Medvedev will tell you, he's like, yeah, man, I'm a – I'm a win at all costs kind of guy. Like, he's like, you know, I just, I do anything I can. He goes, sometimes you need to bend the rules, but I think outside of the tennis court, people like him. He just plays into the, like the curious villain role. Yeah. He does all kinds of stupid shit and loves how the fans hate him. You know yeah. I mean? He loves that. He loves being the WWE, uh, the see, heel out there. You see so curious doing the commentary at yeah. all. That was actually kind of funny. Yeah. You he, did a, he did a good job. He did a good job for not ever doing it before. Is he? Is he gonna come back? Yeah, he'll think? make one more comeback, play for like a year and a half, and quit. Is if he if he was like a guy who like actually like really practiced and tried hard, would he have won majors? Yeah, he was like that talented, five, like right? Five of them. He's that talented. He's just a head. If case. he actually like put in an effort, yeah, he doesn't put Dude, in an effort. I know by his own admission, he doesn't like tennis. I know. I know. He's like Nikola Jokic, where he's like. I guess most people don't like their jobs. <laughs> so I guess it's natural. Uh, it's we like, won you're not champ- happy to win the championship? I mean, yes, it's good accomplishment, but I want to go home. We go I, home. We go home parade? I do not want to go to the parade. Wait, wait when is parade? Oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah, uh, No parade. Uh, dude, I, last thing on tennis real quick. I, I was watching something. I didn't realize that Tispidus, is that how you say it? Stefano Titipas. Titipas. Dude, apparently he's like a crazy asshole. Like, yeah, no, he's kind of nuts. He's like, he's like crazy, like dickhead, and like won't give anybody credit after they beat him, and like just a not a good dude is what I was watching something on. Yeah, I mean, maybe I mean, they pull well, out most, portion, most people. But most people don't like him. Yeah, he seems they like just think he's weird. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Longhorns play tonight. They play uh, Houston. Hopefully, they can get it done, but they have not looked good. Yeah. Um. I know they they after we talked about them, they did pull a nice upset, like you said, over, over Oklahoma, but. 
They got beat last week. Who do they lose to by double digits? It was BYU, BYU at yeah. BYU. I mean, it's not a horrible loss, but I mean, they won at Oklahoma. So I mean, if you can split two road games, that's kind of best case scenario in the Big Go- Twelve. I guess going into that, they beat Baylor at home and then beat Oklahoma on the road. But it's weird going into that Oklahoma game. Somebody had them, uh, or wh- whoever does bracketology, had them in the last four. No, sorry, the next four out, which is kind of interesting in the Big Twelve, like. You're in the Big 12. You're relatively – they haven't been good. Is this Texas? Yeah. Oh, they're going to get in another tournament. I think they are, especially after beating Oklahoma now. So you have Wendell Joe, Baylor, Joe Oklahoma. Lenard, Joe Lenardi's an idiot. Yeah, yeah I I, I, there's no if way. If they stick – even if they're like a game below and win a game, like they're going to get in. The Big 12 is just loaded, dude. They're 14-6. and six. They're 14-6. and six. They're 3-4 and four in the conference, which, by the way, a lot of – BYU and Oklahoma are 3-4 and four in the conference, and they're both ranked. Their losses are to UConn, Marquette, uh, BYU, and then they have at West Virginia was a bad one, and versus Central Florida was the worst one because it was at home, and they yeah, blew the that lead. one that one hurts. But so those can, two, but you know, I mean, yeah. oh, they lost to Tech at home too. That's weird. They've won two road games and lost two home games. Anyway, um, they beat Cincinnati on the road by one. They could have lost that one. Um, all right, I think we're about to get out of here. Uh, yeah, we'll do a Super Bowl preview and get Big Dog in here for Super- all his. Uh, He's got at least a couple weeks of takes to yeah. come back in and, and and look. This is we got to do this when we we got Super Bowl coming up. We're gonna be done with football and we are gonna have to talk about NBA and college basketball every week in here. So we're gonna have more time because it's gonna be tough to do that. We may maybe we'll do a show. Maybe sometimes we skip a week. So we've got to go do some damn skits. We got to get my dad kicking field goals out there. We got to get Big Dog throwing footballs and hitting golf balls. We got to get some entertainment for him. the people. I don't want to see him try to kick a f- football. I do. 100% I do. Are you kidding me? Are you shooting You know me? he's going to tear his Achilles again or something, dude. Again, he never tore it in the first place. Why yeah, do you give him did. credit for he's that? He's a fucking warrior. He never got struck by he lightning. He played through it. He never got tore his Achilles. He makes shit up. All right? None of that shit happened. Okay? It's bullshit. Um, don't believe it. We got to get that stuff done, though. Please like and subscribe to our channel if you enjoy our content. Um, we are going to have some... Me and Bailey had a... Been, our producer been working on a plan. We've got a nice little plan. We're going to start increasing our content soon and having a couple other podcasts on the side, maybe a college basketball one, sports betting one. Um, so please, please, please subscribe. Hit that like button, comment, all that stuff. We hit 2,000 subscribers. I'm going to give away another jersey, and uh, hopefully we can have – we'll get our – we're working on some sponsors right now. So hopefully we'll have some sponsors soon. we got a good guest. Last thing, we got a good guest coming on on Monday uh, virtually. We have Jonathan Dunn. He plays basketball in Germany. Uh, kid I coached when he was younger. So we'll have him on virtually for part of the episode next week. And hopefully it's Big Dog's return to the show after uh, a 21-day oh, hiatus. He, trust so. me, he's coming on fucking next I'm week. I'm shocked he didn't I'll, I'll come ma- today. I'll make him come on. So thank you guys for watching. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And like, like Turner said a while ago, whether anybody watched or not, we're just going to keep doing it until people do. And uh, hopefully we can turn this into something, something yeah. pretty big. Thanks, guys. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll see you guys next time.